This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Today, I'm really excited to invite Gemma Waits back to the podcast. Gemma helps mothers to start and grow a business alongside raising a family via startup courses and the All by Mama community. So Gemma was on the podcast back in 2020 talking about starting a business. Today, she's back to talk with us about seeking investment. Um, Gemma has raised a lot of money over the years, although she tells me that compared to some investments, it really is a you know a drop in the ocean um, for All by Mama. And she's going to talk about the reasons that she sought investment how she did it and importantly how and when you might want to think about seeking investment for your business and if you do how to go about it what you need to do what you need to be aware of and you know all of all of the details um I say all of the details obviously it's a huge topic but I would say this is a really good starting point we kind of aimed for this episode to be a really good introduction into investment um who might consider it why you might consider it what you might use it for and just the basics to get you thinking about it and then of course if you need any further information you can um, do some investigation from there or you can also contact Gemma via the show notes for this episode as you know she's got loads of knowledge to share and as I say I only went into this really lightly on this episode because it is a huge huge topic. Um, I think you're going to find it really interesting but um, hopefully perhaps inspiring as well and um, yeah with all that said I would love to introduce you to Gemma. always dread that I might forget I haven't never forgot to do yeah. that but I always dread that I might forget so I am going to again I'm going to record the introduction separately I think I can't remember what I did last time but I've started doing them after we've spoken so I can kind of pull on what we've actually spoken about um yeah so if you're if you're good to go I will ask you to introduce yourself and obviously you can choose how you want to introduce yourself because obviously last time we were talking about all by mama and now we're talking about something different although I think all by mama is still relevant to this audience so yeah, introduce yourself however you'd like to introduce yourself and then we'll take it from there if that's okay yeah. so oh, hi. oh sorry, sorry. no that's fine so hi Gemma thank you so much for being here hi there thank you for having me so can you start off by giving an introduction to yourself, please? 
Yeah, sure. So for those of you that don't know me, my name's Gemma. Um, I am a founder of a business called All By Mama. Um, I'm also work in marketing and I'm a VC scout for Ada Ventures and I'm a mum of two boys. So there's a few strings to my bow. Definitely. And today we're going to talk um, about the investment string on your bows. We'll get what you want to talk about investments, um, because I know it's something that can be needed either right at the outset of starting your business or to grow your business. But until really, really recently, I knew nothing about investment, about who could seek investment types. In fact, I, I still know very little about the sort of types of investment available. And that's what you're here for. Um, but I just think there'll be lots of people who have never even considered getting investment for their business, whether it's to start it or grow it. And um, yeah, I would love if you can share all about the world of investments with us. And I know it's a really big topic, so we're literally going to be skimming the surface today. But I think it would be a really good starting point of us. Okay, Gemma? Yeah, sure. Um, so shall I share with you kind of what I did um, and how I learned what I what I know? Um, and maybe we can go from there. That would be perfect. Thank you. Okay, so um, when I had the idea for All By Mama, which is an online marketplace that supports um, mothers in business, I had a little bit of savings from my full-time job, but I didn't quite have enough to build the tech that I needed to support the marketplace. Um, and I thought, well, I'm going to need to get some money from somewhere. So ended up just researching all of the different ways that I could fund my business and started off really not knowing anything either at all um, and went to um, some contacts of people that I knew. So it wasn't really within my immediate f- friendship group, but I kind of thought, who do I know that might, might know someone? Because I, I didn't have friends or family money, which is what sometimes people rely on to get their first round. And you'll find in the world of investment, it's um, a very privileged world. And it's also very, um, it's full of unconscious bias and bias. Um, And women are not generally the ones funded. There's some shocking statistics. I think the latest was just around the 2% mark of um, solo female founders that are receiving investment against male founders. So What I did was go, who could I know? Who do I know that might know somebody that might be interested in putting some money into this business? Because right now I can't even really get it off the ground. And that's what I did first. And I did find someone and I got a little bit of investment initially. They really loved the idea. They knew of me. And obviously I went and met them a few times and talked them through what the plans were. And they invested to help us get the business launched. So after that point, um, I thought, okay, um, (laughs) it, It was so difficult to build the tech and to get the first year kind of up and running and and underway. And um, I thought, right, I'm going to need to get some more information about how to run a business and how to potentially fund a business. So I joined an accelerator. And at the time, the one I joined was um, called Entrepreneurial Spark. And it was since acquired by NatWest. So some um, people might know it as a NatWest accelerator. Um, And I joined, I did it just before it, it turned to be NatWest. And through that process, I learned a little bit about via the mentors there and via the community there, what other investment options there were and started to uh, like learn and understand about crowdfunding. So for those that don't know, there's two different types of, well, there's lots of different types of crowdfunding, but broadly there's equity crowdfunding or reward crowdfunding. So equity crowdfunding is where people um, put money into your business and you give them a percentage share of your business. 
And reward crowdfunding is where people put money into your business, but you um, reward them with something. So be that the product at a reduced price or um, something else, like something promotional or something um, merchandise. So those are the two kind of main types of, of crowdfunding that I was looking at with the business. And being a service business, I didn't really have anything that fitted into reward. So that's platforms like Kickstarter. So I was going to, for equity crowdfunding, which is where I tried to raise a little percentage of or some money. Um, and um, yeah, I would people, the people invested would get a share in the business. So um, I learned a lot about that and then decided to give it a go and uh, raised £75,000 with a platform called Crowdcube. That's one of the um, equity crowdfunding platforms in the UK. So um, after that, I kind of thought, right, now I've learned a little bit about crowdfunding and investment. Um, what other ways are there to fund the business? And once you go on an investment kind of trajectory, it's different than if you're either self-funding, obviously, or you're kind of running off the profit that your business is, is generating. So I was kind of on this investment trajectory and thought, what other ways are there that I can raise money? Um, so um, I looked at angel investment and that was essentially finding people. It's, I wouldn't really say in my network. Some people might be able to find people in their network, but I really didn't have anyone in my network other than the people that I'd found via crowd, crowdfunding um, that I could go to. So I thought, right, how do I find our network? And that was a case of attending lots of different events. Again, talking to people that I knew slightly um, or people that could introduce me to somebody that they knew. And it was a really a lot of no's and a lot of, please, can you introduce me? A lot of conversations around, would you even be interested in a conversation um, and finding people that I could talk to that were high net worth that might have some money to invest in the business. And I did find a few, three or four angels to invest. Um, and then I did another accelerator. Um, and this accelerator was called Ignite. And this accelerator also puts investment into your business as part of the accelerator. Some do, some don't. Um, this one did. Um, so I got some VC funding via that um, that accelerator only a very very small amount um and from that community i then met some vcs um which are venture capitalists for anyone that doesn't know because why would you know if you're not in the in, not in the world um and um i met a an amazing woman called check warner who is um she has a fund she starts to fund with a guy called matt called ada ventures and over time getting to know check and matt their um vision and their mission is all around supporting underrepresented founders and I became a scout for them which means I go out and look for businesses that want to raise VC investment and see if they're appropriate or relevant to aid ventures and if they are making introduction so I suppose that's a slight whistle-stop tour of all the ways that I have raised or learned about investment over the past five to six years that's amazing. Thank you. And wow, you've done a lot, Gemma. I hadn't realised. And if you don't mind, um, and don't tell me if you don't want to answer this, but do you mind giving us an idea of how much money you've raised over that over that time? Because it looks like you've put in a lot of work. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, really hard work. I raised a total of 250000 um, and that's spread out over time. Now, in the investment world, that is really nothing. And especially if you were looking at raising VC, you know, that it's, it's not it's not a lot at all. Um, but obviously for me, trying to start my business, it, feel, it feels and felt like a lot. Um, 
but it is a, it is a hard process and there's lots of things that I didn't really know at the start that I wish I knew that I know now and I think with investment it's something that you should learn as much as you can about before you do Yes, definitely. So let's talk about a bit of that now. We'll, we'll come back to some of the things you wish, you wish you'd learned because I definitely don't want to let that one go, Gemma. Um, can we just, so you mentioned lots of different ways of finding funding. So you talked about VC and angel investors and crowdfunding. Can you just give us a really quick run through of what all the different options are just for anyone who missed it when they were listening to your story? Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's loads of different options and for funding business, funding your business. So I'll leave that side of the funding to financial professionals. But in terms of what I've done on equity, raising equity investment, um, so you've got venture capitalists, so VCs. So they will typically invest in something which is highly scalable from, say, 500,000 up. I mean, you can find some of them will invest more, some of them will invest less, but broadly, you're looking at something highly scalable um, if you're going into a VC. Um, you've then got things, uh, angels. So angels are generally high net worth individuals um, who want to invest money in businesses. Um, and that's a case of approaching, kind of finding and approaching them pitching to them and um for that it, for them to make an investment you need to agree on evaluation so you'll you'll put evaluation to your business and then they'll say yes or no um, and then that's broadly how that works in terms of angel investment and then crowdfunding so crowdfunding equity investment crowdfunding generally you'll find a platform where you can um put your business onto um there'll be lots of kind of due diligence prior to that and then you will put your business or your pitch onto the platform and that would be a video a pitch deck some key facts um and you'll invite people to come in and invest in your business for a percentage share and again that's done on a on an on a valuation agreed with you and the crowdfunding platform in advance perfect thank you for that and when it comes to angel investors and VC investors just so I've got this really clear in my head as well so is what they get from it a percentage of the business is that typically how it works yeah exactly yes perfect thank you okay let's talk a little bit about um when you might be thinking about seeking investment for your business because and you spoke about getting some investment to get started so I guess that's one time when it might be good but when when are other times that people might want to think about getting investments or um yeah and what different things can you use investment for because you mentioned you did yours to um, invest in the tech what are like some of the things that people consider getting investment for yeah I think that while massively varies depending on what kind of investment you're getting so for instance if you're going for VC investment you're looking at scale so scaling your business or getting your business off the ground if it's something like you said that's got a high amount of uh, really expensive tech or something like that that you need to actually up and running before you can scale or acquire customers um if you are um if you're looking at you might need if you're looking at friends and family rounds or angels again that can be right at the start so you just actually need some funding to get the business off the ground that might be to buy stock um it might be to yeah do some tech it might be marketing so maybe you've got a proven track record in marketing and you can show your roi um and you know that if you put x in you'll get x out so you want you want some um, funding to scale that marketing um or it might be to bring people on board so you need some resource or you want some resource um to help you scale again um and run the business but you can't do that out of 
the, the turnover or the profit rather that the business is generating. So um, you'll look there. Um, you can look to investment for that. Um, there's so many different reasons. And I think the main thing to do is to have a think about why, like you've just said, you, you're considering investment what the output is that you think you're going to get if you do get the investment what's what's it going to look like what you're going to use it for and what's it going to look like after you've spent it and just make sure you've spoken to somebody that really understands what it means to give away shares in your business obviously a lawyer obviously you'll speak to your accountant about that or um a lawyer that understands that and how that how that impacts your business um so i don't know if a lawyer is the right word um, I would just recommend that before you take on any investment, you're in a position of of, of slight knowledge or good, yeah. not slight knowledge of knowledge. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. that yeah, that definitely makes sense because it, I guess it's a big commitment both sides. Obviously, you're giving away a share of your business, but the other party or parties are giving away a chunk of their money. Um, what happens of interest as I was saying there's a question just popped into my head Gemma what happens if it sort of goes wrong what happens if you you know you don't see a return on the money that's been invested or is that something that's agreed up up front what happens Um, there well generally I think you you, you'll see you seek investment with the intention of it of your business scaling obviously giving a return to your investors but ultimately you need to make it clear to anyone that's investing that capital is at risk. And as part of a crowdfunding campaign, you'll see capital at risk underneath any promotional activity because um, you, you have to make sure people realize that. And essentially, you know, you can't, you can't guarantee a return. Um, So if it's, it's at the risk of loss, essentially. Okay, thank you. No, that's re- I just think that's really good to know. Um, so I'm thinking that most people listening will be people who are perhaps looking to either sort of create their first product or maybe bring on some some new products, their product range. Let's say that someone in that situation, what kind of things would you need to be thinking about? And how, well, I guess what I'm trying to ask is how would you go about seeking investment? So let's say you've got this brilliant idea um, for a product, but you need some money behind you to actually get to get it developed and made. Um, what would you need to do and have in order to sort of go and seek investment? I know from sort of friends and family, it's one thing, but let's see, say you think, okay, I need to go and find some angel investors or venture capitalists. What would you sort of need to be armed with as, as such to do that? I think the first thing is a real clarity in why you need the money and, and what for. And then I think you also need to make sure that you've looked at options from from self-funding. And that doesn't have to be money in the bank. That can be things like loans or it can be personal debt and stuff and and those kind of options. So I think initially you'd have to you'd have to think to yourself, what are all the ways I could potentially fund this? So there's a really good um, resource um, from a company called Swoop. Um, so if you looked at that company, they'll go through and tell you, put in what you're trying to do. They'll they'll go through and tell you all the different ways that you can look to get money into your business. And investment's just one of those. So I think that's the first step. Deciding what, what you need and money-wise and why you need it and what you think is going to happen when you've got it um, is really important. Um, and then in terms of if you decide that raising investment is the right way to go, you'll need to prepare um, some projections, some financial projections. So um, normally that's three years out and sometimes it's five years out, but normally it's three years out. 
um, in terms of what you think you're going to get from cash flow perspective. So all the things that you're that are going to generate revenue for you, your costs, what your marketing activity will will bring in, um, costs like resource and and, and that kind of thing. Um, so you'll need to have a good cash flow projection. Um, and then you need to create a pitch deck, um, which will essentially tell somebody who doesn't know anything about your business what your business is. Um, so you'll have a one pager that will introduce what your business is. You'll then include things like your team, what you've achieved to date, what you want the money for, what you think the money will do, um, anything else notable about the business, like if you've got IP or, or anything like that, um, and what you're trying to raise, and how much you're trying to raise. So you'll create a pitch deck. And sometimes when you're looking at raising investment, if you're going through a, a pitch a pitch day, um, so you can apply to pitch to organizations um, that have pitch days. Um, they'll sometimes ask for what's called an executive summary, which is um, all the information in your pitch deck on a one pager. Well, not, not all the information, a summary of the information in your pitch deck on a one pager. Um, and I think it's good to have that anyway, because it will streamline your thinking about what goes into the pitch deck. And then you can create a kind of boiler room of information which has got your pitch deck it's got your financials it's got your exec summary you can include a list of investors that you're trying to approach you can include any kind of press that you want to get or any press that you have got um you can include any feedback that you've had previously from investors that have or haven't invested or any that if this is your first time that as you go people will say yes and no so you can include that so you know what to what to change and I think it's good to have an editable pitch deck because um especially if you're talking well to everybody but if you're speaking to angel investors um they're often going to have different motivations um so having uh, an editable pitch deck will help you with that by that do you mean sort of say that you can pitch so you can have a deck that maybe aligns with that person's interests or their motivations for example yeah so for instance if you know something about the particular investor the type of thing that you like to invest in or if the, if you think this is like an emotional investment perhaps it's something that they have that has impacted them in their life or they they know about particularly or if you think that, that it's if it's not if it's a, if, the, if it's their very data-led investor and they might know they might want to just see what the numbers are like even when you're talking to different people it's quite hard to know sometimes, but sometimes you might know something about that those people you're going to be talking to, and therefore you might like want to slightly change how you how you share the same information. That makes sense, yeah. And it sounds like you need to know a little bit about who you're talking to anyway um, ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that? So how do you, you know, if if I wanted to find, to, to to get investment for something today, how would I go about finding people? I think that's really hard part of it. And I think this is one of the reasons why um, investment is is so hard if you're not in a world of high net worth or um, you're you're having you know you don't come from, from a background of a lot of wealth because it's all about networks and and there are you know opportunities to apply to different kind of um, organizations where you can pitch your business. But if you know people who have money it's a lot easier to find an angel investor than it than if you don't. Um, so if you don't, it's a case of networking. So I think accelerators are a really good place to do that. I mean, that, that's always been my number one place to find networks and learn about investment has been the accelerators that I've done. And I just think, I think they're a really good opportunity. Um, and if not, you've got LinkedIn as well. So really use LinkedIn, look at 
um, you can type in angel investor. So some people put that in their profile. You have to do a little bit of a you know do a little bit of due diligence to look at who you're who you're actually who you're actually looking at. But you can use LinkedIn. You can also look at um, businesses that you know have investors and have a look at who their contacts are to get an idea of the kind of investors. I'm not saying still your your competitor your competitors investors, but some investors like to invest in a certain industry. So they might be interested if you're looking at if you're food and drink brands and you're you are looking for an investor, you might find the few some investors come up. If you're looking at other food and drink brands contacts, you might find the same person comes up a few times. And that might be because they're an interested angel investor in, in that industry. And the other thing is to speak to other founders who've raised investments. Sometimes there'll be people that it's it's uh, that they can share, like angels that they've had in their business that they're happy to share. Sometimes it'll be appropriate and sometimes it won't be. But just building that network, I think, is um, another way to do it. But it, it is hard and it is about getting getting the word out, really. You were mentioning pitch days before, Gemma. Are there sort of websites or, or networks where people can go to find out information on those? Yeah, um, I think the best thing to do, your best friend is Google. Um, And again, Google and also speaking to other um, small business owners that you know have raised investment to see what ones that they've used. So um, a great one to talk to share is Angel Academy. So I think if anyone's looking, have a look at Angel Academy. Um, Some of the VCs also run days where they will um, talk to founders that are looking to raise. And you have to apply. And um, if you get accepted, you'll get like a 15 minute slot and you can either use that time to pitch or a great way to use that time if you're at the beginning of a journey is, to, is for advice. So you can share a pitch deck or you can ask, how do I do this? How do I do that? Um, forward partners do a great one. Um, and there's lots of others as well that do it. So um, I temporarily forgotten what the name is of them. Um, but if you if you search, you'll find if you search um, VC, what would you search? Oh gosh, I've forgotten the name. Sorry, I have to. I have to tell you. I have to come back and. Uh, and don't worry, so no, don't worry. That's fine. Um, that has led me on to another question, though, which is, um, when it comes to sort of advice and having opinions on your business, do either VCs or angel investors, in your experience anyway, want to have any kind of input into your business, into decisions you make, or is it simply they're happy to give you the money and let you get on with it? Because obviously, if they have got a share in your business I'm just wondering how much input they want to have I know it will vary from person to person but I'm just wondering if there's a group of investors that tend to be more want to be more involved than others you're right exactly that it will vary so you might find an angel that wants to be involved and again that will be part of what you discuss before you know you take any investment Um, and there might be some that don't want to be involved and, and it's a financial investment so it is definitely case by case um with vc again it does vary but they'll tend to have more of an involvement um in terms of just making sure you're hitting targets for growth whereas angels well it depends on who they are but often it's less of a how's it going conversation all the time and it's more supportive um this i'm only really i mean you can't I can't really say that about angel investors as a whole um because yeah it is of course it's just your experience yeah Yeah. (laughs) no thank you and and with that in mind um do you draw up any sort of contracts when you get investment that sort of states how much involvement someone might have what's required what's required of them is that something you would do at the outset yeah absolutely must have contract um so um you'll look at 
putting a contract in place, um, you'll have, um, depending what type of um, investment you're raising, you might also uh, make changes to your articles of association, which are something, uh, articles in your business. Um, yeah, you need to make sure 100% that you've got contracts in place. Okay, thank you. I thought so. It's always yeah. good to clarify. <laughs> it is, <isn't> it? <laughs> um, so let's come back to something you mentioned earlier, Gemma. You said that there were lots of things you would have perhaps done differently had you known when you were seeking your first rounds of investment. What are some of those things, if you don't mind sharing them with us so that other people can, can learn from them, please? Um, I think I would, I, I wish I knew more than what I knew so in terms of all the different types of investment what's what 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 all the options are I I knew a little bit but I didn't know what I knew now and I just think it would I would have made better decisions if I had um I think also in terms of the financial management of the investment like I think you can I just know a lot more than what than what I knew um, back then because I think it's a case of 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 me working with mentors via accelerators and and coaches that I've just become I just I've just learned more over time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything actually that advice that which is actually something which someone can take on board. Um, I think for me it's purely. It, it's purely knowledge. No, that's great. Thank you. Because I think what I'm getting from the, you know, the entire conversation we've had is it's not something to jump into. So, I mean, if you're listening to this and think, oh, yeah, this sounds great. Um, it might not necessarily mean that you want to go out tomorrow and look for an investor. It sounds like it's something that you need to do a lot more research on and be absolutely, you know, 100% committed that this is the right thing for your business. I feel like that, yeah. And are there any downsides to, to investment that you can that you can think of or things that people need to sort of have at the back of their minds when they're looking at it? I mean, again, it's a bit, it depends on what type of investment you're raising. But for instance, if you take crowdfunding, I mean, it took, it took six months from me saying, right, I'm going to raise money via crowdfunding to actually getting the money into my bank account. So and during that time, it really does take you out day to day. It is very time intensive um, and all the way through the process. So you have to consider the time that it will take you to do that. And equally with angel investors, it take you know, when you might be talking to somebody who's about to buy your product, instead you're talking to an investor. So it does take you out of some of that day-to-day running. So that either doubles your workload, or if you're only got one or two people in your team or it's just you, then you can't do, you know, you can't do it all all the time. Um, so you're making a decision to spend that time that you might have been spending on marketing activity or sales or something else um, talking to investors. So I think that is a real consideration uh, about how long, how much time it takes. And uh, it's very often it's not and it's not quick. So you also need to think about what I'm going to do between now and when I'm planning to raise. So normally it's say maybe like a six month period you give yourself. I'd like to raise X by say six months um so yeah it's it's something that takes a bit of time it requires a bit of planning but but yeah ultimately um it does take your time as the founder out of the business wow I hadn't even considered the time element either that it would take or could take so long or that it would take so much 
of your time. Um, I've definitely been getting a sense of it as we were talking that you were talking about the things you had to prepare. And then I guess there's a lot of research, you know, finding people and having conversations. But I hadn't actually considered that, yeah, that could be a full time job in itself. Yeah. And I mean, I don't feel like I've talked about all the positives yet too much, but I have met some incredible people um, via the world of investment, be that other founders, be that investors that haven't invested, but have given me some amazing mentoring or advice along the way. And um, I've got some great non-execs in my business that have just been nothing but totally supportive. And I've learned a lot from them um, and have been there to kind of guide me at times. Um, So that, that has been some real, real positives for me. That's brilliant. Thank you. And are there, are there any other positives you want to share? Because you're right, we've been talking a lot about the, the, rea- the harsh reality of it, but it would be good to talk about. I mean, obviously for you, I mean, it's fantastic. You had that money to raise, you had you raised that money that you could invest back into your business. But what have been some of the other positives you've seen either for you or for others? I mean, definitely um, the fact I could actually get launched. <laughs> so that was a real positive. Um, I think, yeah, sometimes it's a case of, you can't do it if, if you don't have the money and it's that simple and if you don't have the money in savings or you can't have got access to it then you you just can't go any further with your business so yeah you know there's that obvious positive um and i i do think if you can um work with investors that can act as advisors that, that is again a really important benefit and, and a great benefit to have as part of your business someone that's actually got an invested interest in your business and is able to act as a, a mentor or advisor um in that capacity yeah it does definitely sound like it could be a really good way I mean, if you're prepared to do all the work a really good way to give your business a bit of a uh, I don't want to say a head start maybe a kickstart is the best way of phrasing it yeah, but yeah. you know to get you a little bit further ahead in terms of financially and as you say the knowledge from someone who's perhaps gone ahead or yeah I think that sounds I think that sounds really beneficial I can definitely see the benefits of that so are there people out there Gemma um and actually well I know that you're one of them that can help with um finding investors and actually let's let's as part of that answer maybe talk a little bit more about what you're offering at the moment okay um yeah I mean there are um people that will you can work with to, to help you raise investment I don't offer that but there are people advisors that do offer that um there's um, the best communities are are ones I, f- I find either via accelerators or founder communities that kind of create themselves um and then there are events hosted by various different kind of companies that you can um, can go to for networking which I think are really beneficial often obviously with COVID that's been slightly there's been quite a lot of change um in that but um you will find them um and I think they're they're great to go and to learn and to listen um so in terms of what I'm trying to do so I do have a power hour where you can ask me anything about raising investment and I'll just share with you the knowledge that I that I have I think that's helpful for people that don't really know where to start or need some help what goes in a pitch deck or I think I want can you talk to me a little bit more about crowdfunding or for that kind of um person um and I'm a VC scout for adventures so if you have got a business where you're looking to raise a seed round um definitely share your pitch doc with me you can find me I'm sure Vicky will link actually in the in the uh, uh notes where you can find me um but yeah I do look at pitch decks as well for people that are looking to raise VC investment and I'm working on an investment community which really with just the kind of ambition of connecting founders that are 
trying to find out about how to raise and are raising their first rounds and are looking for a supportive place to do that and a little bit of an info sharing um, and um, networking opportunity. So I, I haven't got that live yet. I'm still working through that, but um, hopefully I'll be able to offer that soon as well. Oh, perfect. Thank you. And of course, I will link um, for a direct link in the show notes so people can contact you if they want to know more about any of this. So thank you so much, Gemma. I've just got a few final questions, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Um, So one thing I, I, in the back of my mind, and I think it could possibly be, you know, in the back of others as well, is that if you're a tiny, tiny business, let's say it's just you, you're selling one product or a small range of products, um, you're really, you know, you consider yourself a really small business can you still seek investment are there people out there who want to to invest in small businesses yeah absolutely and I would say yes you know if you've got if you're um you know what you want to achieve with the investment I think ultimately if you're looking at investment it means that you want to grow and you want to scale because that's how your investor will likely see a return so I think everyone starts small so if it's that you are you are small right now and you're one person with one product but you think well actually I want to to grow and scale this then absolutely yes and there's lots of angel investors that get involved at a really early stage um, in really small businesses like that that you know either have an affinity to the type of business or an emotional connection or just really can see the opportunity financially Um, but yes I think if you're like that if you're small now but you've got the ambition to, to grow and scale you can absolutely look at seeking investment oh that's amazing to know it's really really assuring thank you and one final question um, before we wrap up Gemma what are the key things you'd like people to know about investing what sort of the things would you like people to take away from this I think um, if, in terms of key things to take away it would be one get some knowledge start learning a little bit about it before you make any decisions the second thing would be be really clear on why you need the money and what you're going to spend it on and what the potential return is for an investor and how do they get their return. Um, make sure you've looked at all options for putting funding into your business, not just investment. And um, consider how you can get additional advice from any investors that you do bring in. So be that as non-execs or be that as advisors and investors, um, make sure you have a think about how either them or their network might be able to help you. That's brilliant advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of this. I appreciate that it is an overview because it's such a huge topic and I'm sure there's lots more we can cover, but I think that's given us the, you know, just the right amount for people to get started. I will link to your website in the show notes if people want to book a power hour with you or they've got something they want to discuss, they'll be able to contact you easily. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely to chat to you. No problem at all. I always Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of this episode. If you enjoyed it, please do leave me a review. That really helps other people to find this podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and do tell your friends about it too if you think that they also might enjoy it. You can find me at vickyweinberg.com. There you'll find link to all of my social channels. You'll find lots more information, all of the past podcast episodes and lots of free resources too. So again, that's vickyweinberg.com. Take care, have a good week and see you next time.
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.